From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of September 5th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Dustin West, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Thompson, our newest Diz Unplugged special correspondent, Susan Carver, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, Corey Martin will tell us all about the drink options around the monorail resorts at Walt Disney World in his first installment of Drinks Around the World. And Diz Unplugged special correspondent Susan Carver, who's also a local law enforcement officer, will give us some insight on how to stay safe while enjoying your stay at Walt Disney World. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome everybody this week. Good to see everybody at the table. It's good to be seen. <laughs> uh, it has uh, it's been a long week, and I feel like every time we're at this table, it's like a different combination of people now. But I'm glad to see Corey here. I'm glad to see Susan finally here. We've been Thank chatting you. a lot. Thank you. And uh, Susan, and what's your rank? What's your? I'm position? a sergeant. She's a sergeant. She's in full regalia. Yeah, yeah. She's a little intimidating. <laughs> you see a cop car in front of Pete's house. You're like, uh-oh, oh, what do you do? Oh, what now? You ranted to the wrong per- person. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they crushed and he sent a cop. Uh, well, uh, there are people not here at the table. Uh, Pete had something to do today, and also uh, Teresa and Kathy are not here today, and Walter is in Peru. So we're hoping he's having a good time in Peru, climbing Machu Picchu or whatever he's doing down there. Um Cool. So uh, why don't we get started? Uh, does anybody have any housekeeping for today? I do. I just want to thank everybody that's donated so far to Ferris's Funky Bunch um, for the Down Sy- Syndrome Association of Central Florida. We are almost halfway to our goal of five thousand right. dollars. So really appreciate every everybody that donated. No amount's too small. Seriously, if everybody listening to this donates five bucks, it's it's ball game. Yeah, we'll reach our goal in a few hours. <laughs> Julie, <laughs> Julie was very happy because the winning team moved away. <laughs> That, yeah, <laughs> oh I mean, you couldn't even catch up to them. I mean, they were just like you this know, is very Sopranos. They, 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 were, they were raising like they were raising like fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. It's like okay, I'll, I'm happy at Costa Rica. Yeah. Exactly. Is there a cutoff date for the uh, when you can? It's like the first week of October, but the walk is um, October thirteenth. So if you're in town, you want to walk with us, please sign up. We have a banner on the um, uh, the podcast main page and also a link. Unfortunately, okay. we'll be walking around Paris. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll keep you all in mind. <laughs> uh, anybody else have anything? Uh, yeah, I actually have some housekeeping. Sure. Uh, we're still taking votes for the best table service breakfast on property. So there's a link on the uh, on the show notes page, and there's also a Facebook tab. So you can go uh, vote directly on Facebook. Sean talks. <laughs> so, sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a we have a survey everybody can take. I. Uh, Excited! I haven't seen the results of that. I know I've kind of peaked. Yeah, they're good you? so far. Um, some people are asking why uh, Chef Mickey's and other character breakfasts aren't included. Um, we just kind of made a decision to go with basic breakfast. Um, but if you really feel strongly enough, you can uh, write your own answer in. So right, there's that other option that you yeah. can write in. I, I voted for Bart Simpson, but that was oh, that was you. <laughs> um, anybody else? I do. I have a couple of housekeeping. Sweet. Uh, I want to get everybody. 
brought up and and keep reminding you that we have a couple of cruises coming up podcast cruise 4.0 december 8th or december 15th guys you got to sign up if you want to go you got to sign up it's getting down to the wire here we're almost out of uh, pre and post nights at the swan and dolphin we're taking transfer bookings now those are going to close probably within the next month or so maybe in the next six weeks um please 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 sign up if you want to go because pretty soon it's going to be too late and it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to a little bit longer cruise yeah, and having a little less structure. Right. A little more time to do things ourselves and sort of do, you know, hang out with people that are not in sort of the, you have to be here at this time kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Diz Cruise 1.0, August 24th through August 31st, 2013. That's on the Oasis of the Seas, Royal Caribbean sailing. Um, Tracy's going to call in a little bit later on right. the show. And she's going to tell us about her experience on the Allure, which is Oasis's sister ship. Um, she had a great time. We were chatting earlier about it. I think anyone who goes on this cruise is going to be blown away by the ship. I'm, I'm really excited to see the difference between that and Disney because, like I said before, Disney's the only thing I've ever done. So I'm really pumped about that cruise. It's an incredible ship, an incredible cruise. So please sign up for that. This is we're in a we're in a slightly different position with this sailing that we are with past podcast cruises, in that Royal Caribbean can take away our group space if we're not selling it at a certain rate. So if they take away our group space, the price is going to go up. So please make sure you sign up, even if you're not a hundred percent sure, you can cancel. We will send you reminders. That's when you'll get your full deposit back. Every 15 minutes. Now, do they take that, that space away without notice, or they give you like a week or No, they're letting us know. And actually, we went through our first review with them, and they said, you guys are selling fine. You're doing great. There's no worries. We're coming up on our second review, September 15th, which I'm sure we're going to pass just okay. fine. But again, if we don't have a certain rate of selling. Is this like a parent-teacher conference? It really is. <laughs> we're getting judged. So please make sure you sign up. And again, you can cancel, and we'll make sure we give you all the information about how far in advance you can cancel if you have to. But but you won't want to. You really <laughs> won't want to. And we're working on special guests for that as well. So once we get those uh, worked out, we'll make sure we make an announcement about that. Is so, it going to be Lonnie Anderson? <laughs> it's not going to be Lonnie Anderson. Somebody royal. That's what to say. Oh, Prince Harry coming in there. With royal Caribbean. The celebrities. homage. Yeah, you guys really have different ideas about <laughs> celebrities than I do. Yelani Anderson and Prince Harry are the two that have been thrown out. Exactly. <laughs> They're way on the bottom of the list. All right, that's it for my housekeeping. Cool. Well, uh, I have a few if nobody else has anything. Go for it, Dustin. Okay, I will. Um, You're in charge. First of all, I just wanted to wish everybody happy Labor Day. Uh, I had a good holiday. I hope you guys did too. When was that? That was yesterday. I'm kidding. Exactly. <laughs> I was busy taking down my Labor Day decorations. Oh, it was work. Can <laughs> yeah. I return my Labor Day gifts? Yeah. Um, we also have a couple meets that are coming up or have just passed. Uh, so we have the New England Diz Meet on September 14th through the 16th, just outside of uh, Boston. And that's going to be a really good time. We're going to be going there uh, next week. Kevin's angry because he's not going. Why are you throwing stuff? <laughs> I am angry. So I just wanted to remind everybody about the New England meet. And apparently the uh, Indianapolis Diz meet went really well. That was on September 1st. Nice. Yeah. I saw some pictures of it. It looked just like people walking into like an old factory or warehouse or something. It was, I don't know where they had it. Did you guys see that picture? No. <laughs> are you sure you're on the right website? Were you watching the movie Oliver? <laughs> it might have been. 
I, I thought I saw it on somebody's Facebook page. But anyway, I, I hope they had a good time. Um, and, of course, I do want to remind everybody that uh, the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition with Tom Bell and all those other folks, again, is on its own separate iTunes feed. So if you like that show, subscribe on iTunes. It's a really good show. Um, and one more thing. We do have uh, Pete last week made a call out for emails and uh, mostly emails, but if you want to send a voicemail to, that's fine. Uh, we're just asking everybody to send in an email about what you haven't done at Walt Disney World or what you are afraid to do. We've gotten quite World. a few of those. Yeah, we have. yeah, they're actually really good. I know. Uh, I know. Pete has some plans for those responses, so I just wanted to remind everybody to keep sending those in. We thank those that did. And uh, what I didn't like doing is just reading them at home and mocking people silently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how silly people quietly. Yeah. Can't believe how silly they are. Yeah. So um, as John mentioned before, we uh, do have a chance to talk to Tracy Heinrichs. So we are going to give her a call. Well, as promised, we do have Tracy Heinrichs on the phone. Uh, she is in Canada right now, but she did just get off. We love Canada. <laughs> <laughs> she did just get off the allure of the seas by Royal Caribbean. So, uh, Tracy, you want to talk to us a little bit about your cruise? Oh, my. My cruise was amazing. Let me tell you. Um, it's my first time. I sailed Royal Caribbean a couple of times on some of the older ships, but my first time on the newer ships and the allure, similar to the Oasis, was just incredible. Is this where I we really, can do the I told you so dance? Oh, I know. You you can so do it. This is the only time, though. Don't take too many liberties with <laughs> okay. the I told you so. All right. <laughs> Tracy, before but you start talking say, about the... I think they really brought cruising to a whole new level with these ships. We agree. Before you talk about the cruise itself, I know you had a challenge with the hurricane, Hurricane Isaac. Why don't you tell people about that and what Royal Caribbean did to help you out? Okay, sure. Um... In some ways, I was kind of glad it happened, actually. I always like to see how a company reacts when something goes wrong. It really, to me, it's, a really, it's really a sign of, of a company and, and their integrity, when, how they take care of people when, you know, when things go awry. Um, I would say the first thing, I had gotten a call from our local rep that morning on Saturday morning. Um, I was heading to the airport. I was, sick. I was flying in the day before, and he let me know that they just got word that the ship was going to be delayed at sea for a couple more days. Uh, they were going to be closing the port of Fort Lauderdale, but also they couldn't safely get back through the storm. So they kind of, um, I found out later, they tucked the ship down around um, under Cuba, between Cuba and Mexico there a little bit for a couple days. So what they did for those of us who, you know, were flying in that day or were already there, um, they had done a couple things. First of all, Royal Caribbean did um, not only email me with email they had they called me at home they also called the emergency number i had left them so they had contacted me within an hour of me getting the original call from our rep and uh, multiple times and multiple ways and i had to confirm that i received the call to make sure that i was aware of what was happening with the ship um the, at that time it was a little foggy about what con you know what they were going to do for us or how they were going to compensate us um but there was there was some talk on the internet about different things they would do. Um, so I had extended my hotel stay. I was already going to Fort Lauderdale anyway. And uh, it turns out what they did uh, when we got on board or we checked in at the terminal, they gave us a letter. Um, anybody in non-suite, so inside Ocean View and Balcony, they were given a $650 shipboard credit, um, and that was applied within 24 hours of being on board. They also um, were covering up to $100 per person for those extra two days. So the 
the Sunday and Monday that we sort of should have been on the ship to cover food and incidental expenses. Uh, they also covered our hotel expenses for wow. those nights. So um, all we had to do was keep receipts. And they did give us an emergency number to call when they were notifying us of, the, of what was happening. And if you were to call that number, you would have been told all of these things. Uh, the wait was a little long, as you can imagine, with 6,000 people on board. The sh- it was a full sailing. Um, so they had a lot of people to get notified and to speak to. I just want to clarify that friends. number. That's 4,000 guests and 2,000 crew, correct? Right. Sorry. Yes, that's right. Um, so, yeah. So they, um, they went above and beyond. They also refunded things like um, there was some, the ports had changed. So there was a refund of some port taxes. Also, they um, they had refunded. You know, we I had I had prepaid for a um, oh prepaid for a soda package, and uh, they also refunded uh, the the two days of that. They refunded prepaid gratuities for the two days. Um, anything that you had paid for those two days, they refunded and more. I think they were more more than fair in their compensation. This, you know, and to reiterate, this was not Royal Caribbean's fault. Right. This was nothing right. that um, this was nothing that they could have done. Nothing they had to do. It wasn't like they said, "Yeah, sorry about that. You didn't have insurance." Um, my understanding is they weren't compensating for airline fees. That would have been a separate thing, unless you booked with Royal Caribbean. Um, but they, I. They more than took care of us as far as I'm concerned. I just want to contrast this with when we had a problem and had to cancel our cruise out of New York City. I want you to compare with Disney Cruise Line. They did nothing. They kept all of our money, said sorry, not... We didn't ask for a refund. We asked for that money to be pushed forward or some of that money to be pushed forward. And Disney Cruise Line did nothing. So I just want to contrast that with what Royal Caribbean did for you as to what Disney Cruise Line did for us. But do you think Disney would have um, treated... I think Disney would have treated their guests that if you were on the cruise and you were impacted or in the line of the of the hurricane, I think they would have... I think done. they would have done something yeah. for right. sure. I think you're right on that. Um, but we were the in the only, line of the hurricane. I just don't think it would have been to the same degree. Like this is... I haven't... I've been in the travel business for over 20 years and I have never seen this kind of compensation without having to fight or push wow. or, yeah. you know, I've never seen it like this. And to also say, Carnival, um, a number of the Carnival sailings were, were affected as well. And I was hearing things like they these people were getting like a $50 onboard credit, like they were getting, you know. So I think this this seems so much... Uh, more reasonable and and so far above and beyond what I would have expected them to do. I want to. I just want to also let you know that it, this goes back to 2004. But John and I were booked on an Alaskan cruise on Royal Caribbean, and Hurricane Francis was headed for Florida. Hurricane Francis was uh, bigger than the state of Texas, and I called Royal Caribbean and I said, even though the cruise is leaving from Seattle, okay. I can't get there. And they said, oh, that's okay. You can take another cruise. We'll push all the money you spent to something else. And I didn't have yeah. trip insurance. Right. That's, the, that's the difference between what Disney did for us. Because yeah. I, yeah, you're right. Sure. I was in New York City, so I wasn't directly affected by Hurricane Isaac. But I was indirectly because I live in Central Florida. And the difference was enormous. Disney, or Royal Caribbean just said, oh, yeah, take that money and put it towards a different cruise. And we'll talk to you after this hurricane goes away. 
But yeah. by all means, you can go on a different cruise. So, but for for Disney, you would need to purchase trip insurance to get a refund. No, well, Disney's done things before where their ports of call have changed, so they have offered people uh, compensation and they've helped people get you know uh, extra nights at hotels and stuff. But this is really above I've Never heard of any. Of, yeah. I mean, they could have done. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry, you're in trouble. Maybe we'll help you get a hotel room. Uh, things like the, and can't, you know things like uh, uh, port charges and stuff like that. That's reasonable to give you a six hundred fifty dollars onboard credit. The logistics involved of pulling something like this off. I mean, and a hundred dollars per diem per person yeah. Yeah. for okay. food yeah. and um, things like that. That's incredible. All right, so tell us now that yeah. you finally got on the ship. How'd you like it? Oh my god, I loved it. All well, I can about think about is how I can get back. <laughs> <laughs> Next August seems way too long. <laughs> we had the same reaction. It was fantastic. Like I really, um, I just everything that cruising for me has become a little like been there, done that. I cruise a lot. I love. To, I do love to cruise. I love Disney Cruise. I'm a Platinum Castaway Club member. Um, but again, I've been on four or five Disney cruises in the last 12 months. So it was starting to feel a little been there, done that. I've cruised other cruise lines. I've been on many different ships. Can you feel um, all the sympathy coming your way? <laughs> I know. Poor me, I know. But I really feel like my, my passion for cruising was renewed on this ship this week. I really feel like they've just, all the things that kind of were becoming, you know, hum about cruising, they've improved. There's so many places on the ship to be, you know, between Central Park and the boardwalk area. I don't like sitting up on the top deck by the pool. I'm a redhead. I don't, that's not appealing to me. It's hot. It's sweaty. I get burnt. Um, but I could still sit outside on this ship. I could be in Central Park. I could be in the boardwalk area, be somewhat shaded, but still be outside. Uh, I could take my, you know, I could take my book out and sit on a bench in Central Park and read. And it was just, there were so many places on the ship to be. I was really concerned about the size, about the number of people, about overcrowding. And it really was not an issue. There were some areas that would get crowded during busier times to be expected. But I think because there were so many places for people to be, not not any one area felt overwhelmed. And there's so much more to do is is what we loved about it. There seems like there's so many more choices. Right. Right. And the food. Um, I, I love the fact that I could eat when I wanted. I was on my time dining, and my time dining, has, is, I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. I loved it. I love that I could choose when I wanted to eat. Now, I could have booked in advance what times I wanted to do the my time dining each evening based on what was available. I opted not to. I booked very little in advance, and I did that on purpose. I wanted to see, um, for people like me who are not Uber planners, I'm just not. I don't like to plan ahead. I like to take each day as it comes. And I wanted to see if I was going to be, you know, kind of out of luck on the ship, if I was not going to be able to do the things I wanted to do because I did not book ahead. And that was not the case at all. I was able to go up for my time dining. I think I ate in the dining room two or three evenings. And I would walk up. I had no wait. Um, I would give them my name. They would take me and seat me in my section. Even though it was on my time, I had the same servers each evening. I was in the same general area of those servers. 
Um, I also think the servers in my time are a little bit better. I was just speaking to my assistant uh, server, and he said that they all the servers um, work towards getting put in my time. First of all, they're guaranteed their gratuities because you have to pay prepaid gratuities if you're in my time. But also the tables turn around so much. So the table I was sitting at, he said, easily could turn around five times that night, whereas a server in the regular dining room has two seatings in the evening. So they really have to be on their game up there, and they really, really were on their game. And uh, so I love that I could just go. And even on the nights I didn't eat there um, and on the nights I did, I would go at various times through the evening. I wanted to just see what, what are the lineups get like, how long are people waiting to eat and things like that. And people were not – there was never a lineup more than four or five. There's two sides, those with reservations, those without. So I would concentrate on those without. There was never a big, long lineup. When it when there was, I waited in one once. There was maybe six people ahead of me. I think I was through the line in five minutes. Um, I never saw people. They had a waiting area if you had to wait for your table, but I never saw one more than one or two families sitting there for more than five or ten minutes at a time. So it was really, really well done. Did you use those that, boards uh, that are available on every floor that tell you what's open and how long the wait is and for each of the I restaurant? did. Yeah, I, I looked at those. They also have that on the TV screens in the room, yeah. which is a nice feature too. So brilliant? you can kind of tell before you even left your cabin. You could make. <clears throat> excuse me. If you were looking at the specialty restaurants, it was very easy to make a reservation from your stateroom also. Yeah, exactly. Same thing for the shows. You could book the entertainment right from your stateroom. You could see right on that TV in your stateroom. You could also see your portfolio. So I like to check mine throughout the cruise and make sure I'm not having any, you know, inaccuracies or not having charges that I didn't pay for. And I could check every single morning um, on my screen and see exactly what was charged to my account. Now, Tracy, I, I love know that feature. I know you. You're a bit of a picky eater. How was yes. the food? The food was definitely more to my taste, and I could see how somebody who's a real foodie would f- have found the main dining room food a little boring. Um, it was definitely more vanilla than I would say they have uh, that I've experienced on Disney Cruise. Um, but I kind of think what they're doing on Royal Caribbean, even with the pricing coming in, I, you know, I was kind of in my head equating it to, you know, it's kind of like you're booking. You know, if you book the standard dining plan at Disney kind of thing, right? Like you're getting, you have lots of opportunity on on Royal Caribbean to upgrade to a first-class experience. Like even in the main dining room, there was options that I could have ordered a plate. I could have ordered a filet mignon for an extra $10, I think, from one of the other restaurants. They would have brought it to the main dining room. I could have ordered a lobster tail for an an upcharge. So those options were there if I wanted them. I like those options. (laughs) Yeah. And I could have paid for first-class options if I wanted to or be satisfied with what I was getting in the main dining room. And so I was really happy with the food because I found it, you know, definitely to my taste <laughs> kind of plain but i could see how others who are more foodies would think they would have enjoyed more the specialty restaurants than say i would but also what i picked up from the you know when john and kevin were talking about it uh and also pete that the off hour options are pretty are pretty substantial too i mean that's one thing yeah. that drives me crazy with disney cruise line once the buffet closes um for lunch there's this gap you know and i'm yeah. hungry an hour later and I don't exactly. feel like eating pizza or hamburger right. or chicken fingers with fries exactly. and, a, and a panini. And we all found on the podcast cruise, the way our schedules were, when we were ready to eat, we would go somewhere to eat and nothing would be open. Right. So, again, we were stuck eating, you know, the crappy hamburger from upstairs with a stupid whole wheat bun. Or, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but I found on this ship, there was always something. There was the uh, park cafe in the Central Park that was open almost all the time. There was the Royal Promenade Cafe, and they would have sandwiches and salads and 
and you could order special paninis to have made. There were Sorrento's, the pizza place that was open almost all the time. Um, and this is besides the buffet, uh, Johnny Rockets. I ate there one day for lunch. Um, I did Rita's Cantina on the Allure. They have this in like a Mexican restaurant. And it had an upcharge. It was $3 cover charge to get in. And then you pay a la carte pricing, but very minimal. Like, I think I spent $5.75. There was a sushi I, bar. Um, I want to I say on the Allure, it was Azumi. And yes. I'm betting you didn't go there. <laughs> Good guess. But that was open <laughs> during the day also. Yeah. Again, that's priced a la carte. However, but very reasonable. However, but I mean, yeah. like, sushi was like $2 or $3. Exactly. And it was the same thing at the Mexican place. I mean, I think the taco dinner I had was an extra $2.25. I could have got fajitas for two for $4. So we're talking a nominal charge to upgrade your experience. But the great thing was what I took away from it, I was worried about feeling very nickel and dimed all week because typically on a cruise you're getting in at a lower rate because we, we have seen the Allure and the Oasis are coming in cheaper than what we're seeing in the Fantasy. Um, but in often those situations, you're paying more while you're on board. And while there were certainly opportunities to spend more money on board, I didn't have to to feel like I was getting my money's worth and to get a good experience. I can say one of my favorite things to eat was the homemade ice cream up in the boardwalk. Oh, my God, that ice cream was delicious. Okay, now we, we skipped over the Park Cafe. Oh, God, the roast beef sandwich with the sea salt bun. Mm. We crave it. <laughs> you do, you do. Our friend Matt, who lives in the week, I had a roast beef sandwich. Our friend Matt, who lives in Australia, says he considers booking an Allure or an Oasis cruise just to have lunch, which would make this undoubtedly the most expensive sandwich in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I was seriously trying to figure out how I could get one of these sandwiches home to Chris if it would make it, but I knew they wouldn't let me bring roast beef across the border. (laughs) Let's do uh, real quick. Can you give us a quick rundown of the entertainment and what you were able to experience and how you were compared to Disney? Entertainment. Oh my! Again, really brought to a different level. Um, I think the performers on Disney are great. I love the shows there. I've said this before. Um, But I found I wasn't watching Cruise Line performers. I went to see Blue Planet on my last evening there. And these are athletes. I mean, they were they were suspended from the ceiling. They were on trampolines. Blue they Planet were is the is the ice show kind of Cirque du Soleil esque, right? No, Blue Planet is the one that the they do in the one. Amber Theater. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the it's Ocean Ari. I think you're thinking of is the other one that's done in the Aqua Theater. Yes, um, they do one in the Aqua Theater. They have a show that's on the ice rink. This one is in the Amber Theater. It's actually done um, on stage. And it's a it's different scenes throughout. They have one scene where it's um, they're depicting underwater things, and I was convinced I was watching things underwater. Wow. It was so 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 well done. And these performers, it's very cirque like, you know. Even the Ocean Aria show, they're very cirque like. And uh, you know, I did see I did go catch a bit of the headliner show. They had um, I can't remember their name, but they were a group of four gentlemen that I guess that performed in. Vegas and they do R and B type stuff. That was a little cruise line cheesy yeah, kind of for yeah. me. Um, but the stuff that Royal Caribbean had done, the stuff that they had created, um, was just it was just a whole different level. These these performers, I call them kids because I'm so darn old now. <laughs> but these kids that were like athletes. They were just fantastic. I did catch uh, Chicago, which was well done. Um, I definitely think it's. Um, you know, I've only, I'm not certainly not Broadway experience. I've only seen a couple shows. And I wouldn't say necessarily say it was, you know, Broadway, because I don't think anything touches Broadway. 
but it was pretty close. It certainly was not your typical cruise line performance, for sure. Um, they have a comedy club where they have uh, they had a couple comedians performing. The little bit of I caught of that, um, they were funny. I mean, they had some good jokes. It seemed a little bit. Some of the jokes you've heard, like you ever go see the comedian on Disney Cruise Line, you hear the jokes about the flushing toilets and this and that. So some of it's, you know, some of it's kind of rehashed from other things. But generally speaking, again, but again with the entertainment, there were so many places to be in the evenings and and things to do. And it was really, you really had to schedule your time. Now, we only had five days, so they were really trying to squeeze seven days into five days. So it probably was a little bit busier than what normally, you know, a cruise would be. But uh, there was so much to do. Tracy, so, what, ab- what about the um, what about the options for kids? Um, if you even noticed uh, the options they have, I know um, I think their characters are from Madagascar. They yeah, they have the dream. Did you see a lot of? So, you know, at some point there was Shrek. Uh, the Shrek family was out for photos. They do a couple character breakfasts throughout the morning or throughout the cruise, and again that they can be booked in advance. Um, they had the Madagascar characters. Um, they had that hippo, you know, the one you chunk it. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh. <laughs> she always makes me giggle. <laughs> and um, who else did they have? Now? The penguins. Um, so it was it was really neat. But I found that you kind of they were kind of away. I know in one evening they did the DreamWorks parade through. Um, I missed that, but I saw it, caught it on the on the screen of what it looked like. Uh, through so the they promenade. Did that. I also yeah, go ahead. No, they do the, the they do the parade in the indoor mall through the Is promenade. That on the promenade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you talk real quick about the kids' clubs? I know you had a chance to tour them. I did. So the first day, I spent a lot of time in the kids' clubs because I knew I wouldn't be able to get in after that. So I grabbed a lot of photos, and I, you know, throughout the week, tried to grab as much as I could about what their activities were. Uh, my son spent a lot of time in the kids' club growing up. He's 16 now, so he's kind of been through them all. And uh, very similar to what Disney's doing. I really think Disney has the kids' club down to a science. I think nobody touches them. I don't know that anybody ever will touch them when it comes to the kids' club. But I think these shifts with Royal Caribbean has come really close. I think they have really, um, the, the spaces are wonderful. Again, divided by age. They had different activities planned. They have the nursery section as well. Um, same thing, uh, they charge, I believe the nursery was $8 an hour. Uh, so charges just like Disney. Uh, one thing different with the kids' clubs is after 10 o'clock, between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., they do what's called like a pajama party, and that's actually a paid time. So you have to pay $6 an hour for the kids to be there then. Um, but other than that, the activities through the day were all included, just like just like on the other cruise ships on Disney. Um, they have organized activities. If the kids are there over lunch, they have a, a separate spot where they take them for lunch. Same thing for dinner. They will take them to dinner as well if they're there over time. They also uh, have a great kids' pool, don't they? They do. The, the pool areas were fantastic. They have a great kids' area. Uh, the, great, uh, the pool area for the children was wonderful. Um, I found a lot of kids... I saw a lot more of kids with their families on this ship. And I think because between the boardwalk and different places to be, um, I think, you know, there, I saw a lot more family stuff happening. Um, but in general, the kids' clubs were, were really well done. I got to speak to a lot of the counselors. Um, I got to ask about backgrounds. And, of course, as everybody knows, I'm always interested in what they're doing for special needs kids and how equipped they are to deal with that. Um, they don't have wave phones on board, so and they don't use beepers. But with the kids' clubs, uh, for the nursery and for the uh, special needs kids, they'll provide you with a phone where they can reach you or a beep or some kind of thing like that. That's good to know. Um, and other than that, they'll have you, you know, they'll call your cabin or they'll 
you know, paid you if they had to, if there was an emergency. Uh, they use um, iPhones on board. You can rent iPhones. So they're $30 to rent for the week, but you can communicate with one another by text. But you can also use the phone to get, you can get your compass, so your daily, kind of like the Disney's Navigator. You could get that right on the iPhone. Wow. It had a location service, so you could figure out where you were and where you wanted to be, and it would help you. Similar to those screens by the elevators do. It could tell you what dining was available. So it was really cool. They were $30 each to rent for the week. That's really and cool. they would be helpful as well if you had kids in Kids Club. Excellent. I realize we don't have enough time to really go through everything. I want to remind everybody that Tracy's got a... Uh, thread up on the podcast board (laughs) right the she's just got off a cruise so give her time to get caught up thread but it's also a great place if you have specific questions for tracy to go post your question i'm sure she'll answer it and we'll make sure we get all of her pictures to sean so he can put up a gallery and tracy will be out there answering questions Yep, I'll also um, try to get to Sean as well, maybe uh, some of the compasses and things that I brought. Awesome. Maybe we'll get a, a couple samples. I'm going to put the whole week up there. But just Great. a couple samples to kind of see what the activities look like throughout the day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tracy, for telling us about your cruise. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon. All right. Bye. Talk to you later, Tracy. Bye, Bye Tracy. Bye. Well, again, we want to thank uh, Tracy Heinrichs for calling in and talking with us. And now we are going to move over to John Magi, who has some news stories for us. All right. Our first news story. Walt Disney World named most visited theme park. The latest data out Monday from Travel and Leisure Magazine shows the Magic Kingdom outpaces all other theme parks for total visitors, making it the most popular theme park in the world. According to a new survey, 17 million people went through the turnstiles at the Magic Kingdom in Florida this year. Universal's Islands of Adventure is now one of the world's most visited parks as well, uh, where the Wizarding World of Harry Potter has helped boost sales. The Harry Potter attraction is in its third year of operation, and its popularity has held strong. Still, while Wizarding World has been immensely popular for Universal, it doesn't appear Harry Potter will unseat Mickey Mouse anytime <sighs> in the near future. 17 million people, yeah. and they're all walking in front of me. <laughs> I was just going to say, they were all there the other day when we were there. Yeah. So. They're all out to annoy me. And, and that's, that's been like that for years and years, that Magic Kingdom always seems to come up on top. But I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. No. No. But that number is it's big. It's more than I would think. It's a lot of strollers. Yeah. Yes, they all have strollers, too. <laughs> and they're all reading maps. All right. Our next news story. Man charged in murder of Disney employee. A man who had been linked to the death of a Walt Disney World employee has been charged with first-degree murder. Thomas Mike Heath was named a person of interest after the body of his roommate, 30-year-old Jay Stone, was found in his apartment last Saturday. Stone had taken Heath, wife Shanna, and their two young sons into his home after they fell on hard times. Heath, 34, was traveling through Georgia with his family on Monday when he was apprehended. He was driving the victim's 1995 Chevy Trailblazer and was charged with grand theft auto. After Stone's parents said they had not heard from their son in three days and learned that he had not reported to work, they grew concerned and contacted authorities. Investigators went to Stone's apartment where they discovered his body. Details of his death have not been released. Stone's parents described their son as a happy young man who had never had an enemy. He worked at Disney as a custodian, and his parents said the last day he was there, his supervisor, supervisor, supervisors, boy, I'm having a hard time, had asked him to train new employees. Ten days before Stone's body was found, investigators said the Heaths had moved in with him. Missing were Stone's SUV and his debit card, which was still being used after his death. 
Surveillance captured captured an Im- surveillance cameras captured an image of Heath driving Stone's SUV, and that alerted authorities that Heath might be a person of interest. Heath is in the custody in co- is in custody in Cobb County, Georgia, and will be held there pending extradition to Orange County. Shanna Heath, 32, is not charged with any crime and continues to cooperate with authorities. This wow. is awful. Sad. 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 I heard about this. Yeah, about a week ago when it first broke. Right. I, I'm pretty sure some people that I've worked with at Disney knew this guy, so it's just kind of hitting home. I, I there's a lot of stuff that doesn't. And I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, but are, are there people out there still that trusting that would just say to people, "Yeah, come move in my house." Yeah, I know. yes. Are there really? Yes, there are. I gotta tell you, I don't even let people in front of line of me shopping. <laughs> the Publix, never mind in my house. It's especially our kids are involved. Our doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> I replace it with one of the ones that has the barking dogs. The electric one. It's really, really, really sad. There's nothing yeah, funny is. about this. No, there's just there's nothing not. to say. It's just very, very sad. Yeah. And uh, you know, part of it makes me glad too that they're stupid and that they were caught doing stupid right. things. Most criminals are stupid. Yeah. Because you got to think it's probably an impulse, and they probably didn't think it through. But very sad story. Okay, and our last story. Makes me glad that Pete's not here. RNC delegate outraged to find Mexican worker at Disney's Epcot. Before heading to the Republican National Convention in Tampa, Mark and Irene Harris decided to stop in Orlando to visit Epcot at Walt Disney World. While in the World Showcase area of the, of the Disney Park, the Harrises were abs- absolutely outraged to find a person of Mexican descent working at the American Pavilion and decided to take their personal blog to take to their personal blog to vent their rage. Mark was a delegate from Pennsylvania's 10th Congressional District at the convention, and it also served as Pennsylvania's Republican State Committee member. Both Harris's have been active in conservative gra- grassroots and electoral efforts. On their blog, Rockstar GOP, that's the name of their blog, <laughs> the pair shared their outrage over finding a Mexican worker at the American Pavilion at Epcot. And here is the direct quote. It was neat seeing each country and the employees were from that individual country. Then we visited America. One would think you would find American employees. We were offended to find a person from Mexico working in America. Mark spoke up and told them he was highly offended after visiting the other countries and seeing employees from that country and then come to America and find a Mexican. He was very civil, civil, but his point was made. It's a special kind of stupid. There's no way you would have made it through that whole story if he was here. No, I know. <laughs> You'd have hold cut my, right on in. I'm holding my breath on this one. <laughs> this oh. is the same convention where they just really, they, they, they took two people out of the convention because they were throwing peanuts at a woman of color who worked for CNN. And when asked right. why they were doing it, their response was, well, that's the way you feed animals. Oh, my God. I mean, this is just, this falls into the dumbest of dumb. It really is. Right. We don't have Mexican-Americans. Right. You know, what Apparently not in Pennsylvania. What if you find someone there who is Italian? Italian How far can you take it? Mark Harris must be Native American, by the way. Right. He must have been born. (laughs) No, 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 no. He he came over on the Mayflower. Him and his family. (laughs) So he's an immigrant also. I'll just make a note of this section and what needs to be edited. (laughs) 
I don't think any of it needs no, to be added. Come on. I know. This was news. This isn't something yeah. we made up. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big news story out there. It's one of the top ones that's that's being played over and over again. I just it just makes you crazy that people think like that still. Right. Like 2012. Wow. Well, thanks for uh, your news stories, John. You're welcome. <laughs> they were both depressing and enraging. That's how I like them. <laughs> Um, so I guess now we can uh, move on to round table rapid fire. Who would like to go first? I'll go. Okay. And there's a uh, there's a new pre parade at uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Um, right after the Headless Horseman, there's going to be a the Not So Scary Street Jam. The parade will feature a line dance performed to the song "Calling All Monsters" by China Ann McLean. She's a Disney Channel star. Oh. Uh, I had to. Oh, she's I had on to, Ant Farm, right? I had to Google it. And How do you listen to it, but because I was on the Disney Cruise Line, and all they have is Disney yeah, Channel. Yeah. So I know, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty upbeat uh, song. I've yeah. seen her before because the kids watch Disney Channel right. all the time. So it's it's a pretty upbeat song. You'll have to Google it if you. So don't this know is it. in between the Headless Horseman and the parade, and the actual parade. It's a pre parade. It's to pre-parade. get people hyped. Yeah, and there's a video teaching you the dance moves. So. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're not doing hula hoops this time. So right? everybody trying to save their spot in front of the. <laughs> you know, right by the ropes, we're right. going to be doing line dancing. That's going to be interesting. I'm going now. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Maybe the Disney well, hey. come up with a, new, a whole new thing. A pre-parade. A pre-parade. Hey, we always say, you know, every year it's the same. So good for them. Something new. Cool. Well, thank you, Corey. Kevin? Uh, we have been bouncing back and forth. It's been announced that both of next year's backstage magic trips have sold out. We had some people who shuffled their trips around and a couple of people who have backed out. So we now have four spots available for the June Backstage Magic. Four. I'm telling you four. So these are on a first-come, first-served basis. At this point, the December trip is completely sold out yet again. However, if you are interested in either trip... Sending me an email did work for a couple of people who were... I have emptied the wait list for people looking to go on either one of those trips. So they did get what they were looking for. The June trip is June 9th through the 14th. And if you're interested in one of those four four spots, or any of those four spots, it will be on a first-come, first-served basis. I will take the emails in order. And if not, I will put you on the wait list. Because it is a year away. Right. And the December trip is even more, about 14, 15 months now. So people do change their plans. So there do spots do come available. And, and that's it. still space on Spirit of America. Spirit of America and Germany. I was just going to talk about the backstage magic trips. But if you're ent- interested in any of those, please write to me at Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Very good. Excellent. Mr. Magi. I'm very excited to announce that uh, we have launched a new project, a new blog. Um, something I've been thinking about and kind of putting together for a while now, and it's finally out. Today is the first quote-unquote official day of release. It's called Foodie Tales, www.foodietales.com, and it kind of takes into uh, play another passion I have, which is eating. And but it's more than just eating. It is more than just eating. It's the adventure of finding something good. Right. We talk about how a lot of the stories that we tell and a lot of stories that our friends tell are centered around food for some reason, um, whether it's a great restaurant, whether it's an experience they had. So I invited a whole bunch of people to share their stories with me, and I've got a whole bunch that we're going to be putting up within the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Yeah, with, all, with all the traveling you do, I guess that, that gives you a, 
a non-Disney outlet to talk about yeah. some of these things that don't, I guess, necessarily fit on a podcast or like a Disney podcast that kind of, well, kind the of more other general. Thing is, we have found that when you go to someplace new, you can go to the tourist places. I mean, you can find a Hard Rock Cafe now pretty much anywhere. But who wants to do that? I would rather go someplace. And one of the things that we found out is that you ask a local person where they would go for lunch or I, go for dinner. And it takes sometimes it takes several times to try and convince them that, no, you don't want the place that everybody getting off the cruise ship would go. You want to know where they would go for lunch mm-hmm, on right. their day off. And that's the... That's what we try and do. When I went to San Francisco, you know, I, I said I was in San Francisco and people know I love to eat. And they were posting, you should try here, try here. And I was checking them off the list. Check, There's a check, sense check. of almost a sense of pride and excitement. If you have a place that you love where you love to go and eat, you want to share that with other people. And that's part of what we're doing. We have a section on that site called uh, Eat Like a Local, where people are bring, sending me their ideas for great local restaurants. But again, also sort of the adventures of eating, mm-hmm. stories that we've had about the places we've been and the things we've experienced. So we're hoping it, it does well. And I want to thank Corey. Corey did the design for it. It's absolutely beautiful. I love the logo. Thank you very much for doing that for me, Corey. It's just a quick little. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. It took me years. <laughs> cool. Thank you, John. I just have uh, two things that are kind of related. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie set adventure uh, at the Hollywood Studios is closing twice for uh, I'm assuming refurb uh, throughout the rest of the year, um, September 10th through the 14th, and then October 1st through November 30th. So that's two full months there at the end of the year. But also just announced was the uh, Studio Backlot Tour is closing the same time as the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is uh, October 1st through November 30th. And that just gets me thinking mm-hmm. about our rumor. Um, absolutely. That uh, we had talked about that there's a possibility of either Cars Land going back in that corner or them developing something to go back in that corner of Disney's Hollywood Studios. So there's no doubt in my mind it's going to be Cars Land. Really? They're getting rid of Test Track. Test Track is going to be completely different. Yeah. So you're not going to have two similar rides mm-hmm. anymore. Test Track is going to be a virtual ride. Yep. They're going to take that technology and move it down. I don't know if it'll be exactly the same Cars Land. I think it might be... Radiator that, Springs. Or after Cars Land 2. Right. Could be that. You're absolutely yeah. right. You know, maybe it's not the same. Maybe it's more... You know, that's different. The thing about Cars Land and, in Disneyland is that it's um, encompassing of an entire land. So maybe if they want to make something that's just... It's not just one attraction. Right. One right. Attraction. This is... They've actually developed... Radiator Springs. So besides the actual ride, the town is there. So yeah. they'll do something with that ride. I also read themed. that they're going to refurb um, the American Film Institute uh, exhibit space. So maybe right. something will be there also. Yeah, at the exit of the backlot tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Try to keep you in the loop on that. Mr. Thompson, what do you have? All right. So Disney Cruise Line has announced the special guests for the upcoming Pixar cruises on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Uh, so mad. Read that first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, September 16th, John Lasseter is going to be the guest. Oh, my God. Uh, as, so as well as Jay Ward, who is the Cars franchise guardian. Um, and then, so, September 23rd is Roger Gould and Tia Cratter. Uh, September 30th is Harley Jessup and Jeremy Lasky. 
And then October 7th is Rob Gibbs and Sharon Callahan. So it, you know, the latter cruises are kind of lesser known people for Pixar, but. And the, the John Lasseter ones that the earliest date that it's you the said. first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, when me and Pete did our interview, um, with, um, Jim Urie, the head of entertainment for Disney cruise line, he was very, uh, trying to keep that to the chest, you, you know, insinuations yeah. that John Lasseter may be involved, but they're, they're releasing that information last minute so that people don't go crazy on that. Yeah. Cruise. Everyone would book the first, you know, one. Yeah. yeah. John Lasseter, we go way back all the way to cars oh, yeah. land, yeah, you, you know, it's yeah. got the photo. It's but, done. No, I just can't <laughs> imagine seeing him on a cruise. I know. Really? Like you were just drinking, drinking his, I think he'll be drinking his wine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> More than likely he'll be handing it out. These cruises are empty. Disney's having trouble selling them. Yeah. You think he would announce John Lasseter as soon as possible? I was just going to say, I don't understand the reason for keeping it a secret. Yeah. Why would you not do it and sell right. every room? Well, you don't think this is part of it? It's like, we need you. We need to sell these cruises. Yeah, but announcing it, I mean, when, when was this announced? September 1st? Yeah, right. very, a couple very days ago. Yeah. However, he might not have committed to it. Right. Yeah, yeah that's think, probably it. I would have had this up January 1st. <laughs> right. Very good. Very good. I'm just I actually do have something. Do? I do. Okay, well, I, I know it's a shock, right? My first day, and I have something. <laughs> Legoland Florida Hero Days at Legoland thirty dollars for a one day Legoland Florida ticket, or forty two dollars for a one day Legoland Florida and water park combo ticket. It's good for all police officers, firefighters, and EMS, active and retired, and their families. And it's good from today to the thirtieth of September, and you have to use them by the thirtieth of September. So there's, I have a flyer, so yeah. I can. That's awesome. a link for that. Have you ever been to Legoland? I have not. I've been to it when it was Cypress Gardens, and then when it was whatever it was after that. So (laughs) it's nice over there. It's it's a nice change, and they're always adding new stuff. I mean, it seems like every other week I'm getting a a new press release about something they're adding. They're really uh, keeping it going over there. Well, that's a good price thirty dollars for a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's always nice that they're doing something for police officers, rescue workers, etc. So that's really good. Well, cool. Thanks, everyone, for your rapid fires and news stories and housekeeping and everything. Uh, we hope everybody listening enjoyed it. And we also help, uh, hope you check out our other episodes of the Diz Unplugged this week. So thank you for listening, and have a great week, everybody.